Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, June 19th. I'm Wayne Pratt. It is Juneteenth, the day the last enslaved people in the United States were set free. June 19th is taking on greater significance this year after weeks of protests against racial injustice. Washington University Associate Professor of History and African American Studies, Shawande Mustakin, says the celebration can help white Americans learn about black history. Well, we're standing in a turbulent time and a changing world. And so in that regard, Juneteenth becomes an affirmation of blackness. More on Juneteenth in just a bit. Also, St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff on a renewed effort to lease St. Louis Lambert International Airport. As we mentioned, today is Juneteenth, which commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. It will be a paid day off for city employees in St. Louis. Starting next year, Mayor Lida Krusen has asked her personnel director to start the process of officially declaring Juneteenth a city holiday. The Board of Aldermen is expected to debate a resolution today asking the city to take that step. Comptroller Darlene Green will be giving her employees a half day today. Amid the fight for racial justice, many consider June 19th as a day to recognize African Americans and the struggle for equality. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. For weeks, St. Louis activist Arkayla Tini Howard has been on the front lines protesting for equal rights for black people. She says seeing a renewed movement gain momentum as Juneteenth approaches is inspiring. Tenny Howard says Juneteenth is just the celebration black people need to help propel them in the fight for change. We're in the position to save our community together. And I think it happening near Juneteenth just brings a whole nother level of excitement and I think awareness. Tenny Howard says Juneteenth 2020 will be known as a day of power and resilience for black people. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Area Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, recipients are relieved they will be able to remain in the United States. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis has more on the reaction to yesterday's U.S. Supreme Court decision that the Trump administration cannot arbitrarily end the program. President Barack Obama implemented the DACA program in 2012. It protects people who entered the United States without authorization as children from deportation. In 2017, the Trump administration announced it would end the program. Juan Mendez is a 20-year-old DACA recipient from Madison County, Illinois. He arrived in the U.S. in 2004 from northern Mexico. He says the decision ends months of uncertainty and allows him to focus on the future. My thinking was I have six months to work as much as I can, to go to school as much as I can, to have more work for my family here as a family business. Advocates say the decision is a temporary win, but the Trump administration might try to find other ways to end the program. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Administrators are being asked to reconsider having police officers inside their schools. The American Civil Liberties Union of Missouri says the money spent on school resource officers should be used on children's well-being, such as more counselors. Jennings Superintendent Art McCoy says he's taken steps to ensure positive relationships with the police in his schools. That includes mandatory mentorship programs. For us, 
that money allows us to create leaders in COPS that have more interactions in a positive way with families and students. School boards in Denver and Minneapolis canceled contracts with police departments following the death of George Floyd. The cost of an education in the University of Missouri system is going up. The UM Board of Curators has approved a 2.3% tuition increase for all four of its campuses. Curators say the money is needed to offset the steep decrease in revenue caused by the coronavirus pandemic. They say they are exploring a cost structure with fewer fees and a faster path to earn a degree. As St. Louis Lambert International Airport marks its 100th anniversary this week, there are renewed efforts to privatize it just six months after the mayor pulled the plug on exploration of the idea. This time around, the promise is that privatization will help the city's north side. The local NAACP is spearheading a petition to put the question before voters. A bill to do the same was filed this week at the St. Louis Board of Aldermen. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports opponents say both efforts give false hope. About 50 people gather at Fountain Park in North St. Louis on a warm afternoon for a pep talk from Adolphus Pruitt, head of the local chapter of the NAACP. They're about to go door-to-door knocking for signatures to get a petition on the November ballot. It would let St. Louis voters decide whether the city should lease the airport. We're at a point in this town where we have to do things ourselves to make it happen. And that's what you're helping me do today because they ain't going to give us nothing. Pruitt says leasing the airport could bring in nearly $2 billion to support the kinds of services that would improve distressed neighborhoods in North St. Louis. He's been working with the Carpenters Union to revive airport privatization efforts since St. Louis Mayor Leda Krusen ended the controversial city-backed process in December. Pruitt says airport investors are still interested, and he says it's the only way to meaningfully address decades of underdevelopment in the city's predominantly black neighborhoods. The underlying conditions in North St. Louis and the people who live there and in the city period are so pronounced and so uh, astronomical as it relates to cost to remediate that unless you were able to go in there and attack it viciously, with a lot of resources, you're not going to resolve it. Pruitt has framed this effort as the city's best shot at coming up with those resources. And this week, President of the Board of Aldermen, Lewis Reed, filed a bill mirroring Pruitt's petition. Reed anticipates his bill will look much different after other aldermen and the public weigh in. He says the city needs the money now more than ever because of the economic impact of the coronavirus. We have to make some bold decisions to get us to the next level to address these issues head on. And if a lease gets us there, amen to that. But St. Louis Comptroller Darlene Green, a vocal opponent of airport privatization, says Reed's bill is about supporting special interests, not the public. And she says Pruitt's petition is snake oil, giving residents false hope. Green says the key issue is that the same billionaire is still funding these efforts. Rexingfield has so far funneled more than $300,000 into the petition drive. He sunk more than $11 million into the last effort. This is not about helping black people. This is about allowing special interests who support Rex to gain from the assets of the airport, a place where they can't take money, strip it down. 
Green says it's her job to protect taxpayers' dollars and the city's assets, the airport being the most valuable one. She fears leasing the airport would be a step toward bankrupting St. Louis. Sarah Coffin, an urban planning professor at St. Louis University, says the deal is tempting, especially for people who've been waiting on help for decades. But she's skeptical that a go-big or go-home investment is the answer. The North Side's been struggling to gain foothold since the white flight started back in the, the 50s. And even pre-desegregation, the disinvestment you know, was more insidious in some ways. I question whether one big giant pot of money is going to solve the problem. Coffin says incremental development has more staying power, and it gives residents more say in the way their neighborhoods change. Alderman Jeffrey Boyd, whose 22nd ward is on the north side, says he still has a lot of questions about whether it would be good for his constituents. What scares me is when you think about the city of Chicago, when they outsource parking, uh, yeah, city of Chicago got a billion dollars or whatever it was, and they were able to do whatever they did with it. But at the end of the day, parking fees went up astronomically. Boyd says, sure, it looks good on paper to bring in millions of dollars to rebuild North St. Louis. But he wonders what the city and residents will give up in return. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Hope you have a great weekend. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.